0: of the who dat jedi podcast this is episode 152 for your scorecards um i'm aaron and with me as always is dave and fredo how we doing guys doing
1: well yeah. Doing all right
0: so i know i've got a uh, wild rover from port orleans and dave's got a margarita fredo are you dealing with anything right now just
1: no yeah, just your regular diet coke nothing nothing fancy nothing nothing extracurricular
0: by the way if anybody's mad that you can't get wild rover at Port Orleans anymore it's my fault um, I got the last six pack in the building uh, this weekend so um, yeah so there you go yeah,
1: tweet at sexre and ask him to make some more
0: yeah in in Denver that man that's yeah yeah well okay well we won't talk about that we have we have, we have to get cooking on this one uh, it's uh it's a week here but uh, we're gonna be talking about uh episode uh, the latest episode of the Mandalorian, I don't know what chapter we're on right now. Um, but this is called 22 guns for hire. Um, and, uh, okay.
1: The gang goes to Epcot.
0: Right. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. CSI Mandalore. Yeah, it was, uh, there's all sorts of things, you know, we could be back to the future Four. I don't know. We could, we could talk about a lot of things. Um, but, uh, anyway, um, no, that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Um, but uh first of all we've got we've got to get started with uh some trivia to get us uh um, get our brains centered um all right fredo what color are the uniforms of the emperor's royal guards oh for the love of god and you need to be what? specific no you got to be specific
1: crimson red
0: okay i will accept that even though the card says red it is thanks to what 1983 printer packaging it was the crimson guard um i believe anyway um all right so man talk about a softball all right for extra credit what was the color of their uniforms in the prequels
1: uh i believe it was purple
0: uh, well actually and it wasn't that was a trick question because he wasn't the emperor yet. Still red, still crimson red you know, when he became emperor. Uh but they were like bluish. Um yeah. So all right. Yeah, the chance That's just me being nerdy. All right, so Dave, uh who was the first character to fire a laser bolt at Luke in Cloud City? Probably Boba Fett. It would be Boba Fett. It would yes. be Boba Fett. By the way, do you guys think we're going to see Boba Fett at all in these last couple episodes of The Mandalorian this season or I would I not rule it was... out. Yeah, yeah, especially after this su- week, don't rule anything out.
1: Yeah. I-, I wouldn't be surprised just because if there's a push to bring all the Mandalorians together, uh he's now a power player in the Outer Rim.
0: Sure. So, it makes sense. Well, we can talk about that when we talk about the episode, but uh, all right, so for me, Man, I can't read. How many terms does Padme Amidala serve as Naboo's queen? Um, I believe it's two. Yes, haha, I was right because Anakin was, you know, schmoozing, saying they reelected you as queen for a second term. So, yep, two. All right, cool. So, uh, well, let's see here. Um, this is a big week. Star Wars celebration starts tomorrow i've got friends who are already in london they've been tooling around london and stuff like that um i got one who's going after a lot of autographs so i'm kind of jealous he's getting some big names um but anyway uh fred we have a little bit of uh celebration news
1: yeah just right quick we'll mention that uh star wars celebration now obviously uh, welcome to the life of a soccer supporter or for a London team in America, you're going to have to get adjusted to the time differences. Why? <laughs> because Star Wars, you know, Star Wars celebration will be live on Star I'm sorry, as well as Star Wars YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash Star Wars. So Friday, it's from now they give it to you in Greenwich Mean Time and then Pacific Time. I'll, I'll do the conversion for our Central Time, Time Some Friends. So Friday, starting at 7 30 in the morning saturday at seven in the morning and uh sunday it'll be at 5 45 and uh, i'm sorry saturday will be seven in the morning and 10 45 and uh, 12 45 in the morning in the afternoon sorry and sunday will be at 5 45 in the morning
0: yeah right in the early in the a.m all those are fine with me except the sunday one might be tough because i play a gig until 1 a.m but the dogs still wake me up about Five forty-five. so i might still watch some of it um do,
1: do what do what the west coast people who watch soccer do and just stay up all at,
0: at 50 years old i can tell you that that is not a good idea uh, <laughs> yeah i know i know now, <laughs> now, what's interesting... there, there used to be man uh, yeah get off my lawn i'm old but no it's like I, it's uh yeah it's like eating after nine i'm like a gremlin now you know you, you know i uh i found the opposite to
2: be true. Like when, when I was, you know, in my twenties, I could sleep for 10, 12 hours easy. And now it's like, eh, I get woken up in the middle of the night, you know, a lot more often now. And, um, and there, you know, there are various the occasions to do so, you know, like if you're traveling we go on a long drive to visit the grandparents, et cetera. So, um, yeah, I'm, you know, I don't I have as done. hard as them.
0: Yeah. It can be done. I'm saying it's not a good idea. I mean, <laughs> that, that first gig that I had that went from 9 to 1, I was, just, I was sweating that all week long. I was like, man, am I going to be able to do this? Because I can barely stay awake, you know, on a normal time past 11. I mean, my sciatica is hurting here. But, you know, but it's, uh, yeah, I mean, if you got, if you got the adrenaline, and you've got a reason, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, if, you're right Fred. Yeah, sure, yeah. we got friends who watch the world cup and they don't watch the replay they mm. get up in the middle of the night and watch their team so you know uh,
1: if, i did that when it was in 2002 and it was in japan and the the games were at two in the morning and four in the morning which is just the time you want to be up and really be get, get the adrenaline going i will say right quick now obviously you may not going to get all the panels in the definitely not going to get the whatever the extra special super duper awesome trailers and reveals but they're going to get some of the uh, celebrities on stage and interview folks like Tim Filoni and John Favreau and the like so there might be a surprise or two here and there but I imagine that all the big Star Wars celebration news will drip and drive throughout the weekend and we'll be dissecting them all next week
0: so I was listening to a podcast um it was star wars underworld we've had ben hart on the show before um they're saying rumors are that um and t- to them it's more it's more than just a rumor because of where their source came from but um said that uh, be on the lookout for a movie announcement so okay. dave you might get your wish so um
2: but I need a crawl, darn it. If
0: we don't get the crawl then I don't know. It's it's Have to, set, bring back the crawl. It's going to be it's gonna be a star it's gonna be Romeo and Juliet, a Star Wars story, you know uh, Mon Calamari and <laughs> and Corin torn apart by Mandalorians. Anyway. (laughs) You're just making me think of Hot Fuzz and the Romeo and Juliet uh
2: performance of the movie Romeo and Juliet, which was uh amazing. You guys have both seen Hot Fuzz, right? Of course. I have not, sorry. Oh you got okay. Add it to the list.
0: Add it to the list. It sounds like seventies porn, but um just have you have you seen Sean of the Dead? i have not seen Shaun of the dead either. okay so Shaun of the dead is sort of the i mean i've heard i've, uh, heard, all, I've yeah. heard a lot about it
2: so. yeah that's the one that you watch um and then you watch uh, hot fuzz afterwards so they're both really excellent
1: i, I like the, the world send also but it's a it's a bit more of a uh, of a chaser as opposed to a shot just because it's yeah. it's an acquired taste not everybody's gonna like it but i really enjoyed it uh but yeah no i'm i can hear scott be our friend uh, in the distance screaming because one of his greatest movie uh experiences was seeing the cornetto trilogy as it's known in the movie theater back to back to back so you're disappointing him
0: Aaron. Well, it wouldn't be the first time anyway <laughs> um well cool yeah so i you know i the they the, also don't worry because if it's on their youtube channel there are going to be you know clips uh that you'll be able to go back and watch at any time. But so you mm. don't have to get up at seven thirty in the morning, but if your dogs wake you up like they do me, yeah. You know, what else are you going to do? Um, well, Dave's going to be running at, you know, in the morning for the Crescent city connection, uh, the CCC five K, right? Yep. Or whatever. Yep. no, it's not CC. It's just the CC five K. 10- the CCC. Anyway. So, yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, this episode of the mandalorian i mean i'm just gonna say i enjoyed it but it was it was i can see why people would not enjoy it um let's uh, I, I i what i want to do before we get into before we get into uh the like the plot of it and whatnot um i want to i want to address some elephants in the room um the the okay. things that people are really kind of getting horked off over at least the stuff that I've seen. Um, And that's the cameos. And it's because we had, it it, it was funny because I, Brittany and I watched this uh, uh, episode separate because she was going to a book signing and then I had to go to the session. So I, I watched it first. And so then when we saw each other at the end of the night, I was like, you've got to watch The first 10 minutes of this episode. We just finished it here right before we got on camera. But I said, You gotta watch the first ten minutes. And so we got to there and she we the doors open up and she says, Is that Jack Black? And (laughs) I was just like, wait for it, wait for it. Then she just her jaw drops, Is that Lizzo? And (laughs) It was like it. So we had those two cameos and then it was funny. Then tonight we like to so watch the rest of it. And then we see Doc Brown, you know, we yeah. see Christopher Lloyd. And, um, and you know, there's a couple things that people are getting kind of horked off over this. At least, again, the stuff that I've watched. And I disagree with them. Um, it First of all, they say, you know, the cameos take them out of the, you know, the universe. Because it's like... It's like, really, does seeing Indiana Jones on, you know, Return of the Jedi, does that take you out of the Star Wars? You know, does seeing, you know, name any other actor? I think, you know, people want their Star Wars to be a bunch of unknown people. And, but Peter Cushing, ladies and gentlemen, was one of the biggest, you know, actors of his time. I mean, it's like, he wasn't a nobody, you know, Alec Guinness. Anybody? Alec Guinness? You know, it's like, did you keep thinking about Bridge Over River Kwai? You know, it's like, I, so that bothers me. Christopher
2: Lee. Um, there's a lot of examples. Yeah. So
0: that bothers me. The other thing that, yeah, get this is get off my lawn, Aaron segment. But the other mm-hmm. thing that bothers me is that they're kind of ripping on Lizzo's acting. and it just, And I'm like, all right, folks, let's go back and watch your favorite movie of all time. Let's watch A New Hope and let's see how awful the acting is between Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and Harrison Ford. With all due respect, it was bad acting. They were young actors. They were inexperienced actors. It, I mean, it got better as the trilogy went along, but that's just Star Wars. It's, it's you know, nope. There's a reason why nobody has won an acting award in a Star Wars movie.
1: But, but can I also add that I would be. I, it was seem weird to me this uh, retort about Lizzo's acting because I thought she was excellent for the role she played. Oh and yeah. That, because you you know it would have been it would have been one thing if they said, "Okay, we're gonna cast Lizzo as uh, some down on her luck character that we're just gonna meet for one scene." That would have taken me more out. The fact that you make her central to the storyline, the fact that her role is regal and there's some we'll get to some of the other stuff related to the duchess but just the idea that she's presented as a leader the, the idea she's presented as somebody with authority and therefore in and her world, glamour oh. and fame it almost feels like typecasting because you're like of course you're gonna get somebody who's famous and popular and you know has that aura about her in this role yeah
0: so but, i don't get it yeah but i mean yes i and i agree with all that um the, i thought she did fine i, I, I thought mean, she did fine as well yeah i think if the only thing that wasn't congruent it's like because we know i i know lizzo from her music i because we it's on my wife's playlist all the time when we're in her car i you know and so i see that side and then to see the duchess those two characters are not congruent i mean that's just and that's but that's about being a performer. And, Mm -hmm. but the fact is, it's like, we've only ever seen really, except for when she was on Saturday Night Live, you know, we've really only seen Lizzo on the music stage and as a musician, as a performer that way. So I could see how it's like trying to make that mental model work. Uh, Again, I don't, I didn't have any problem with it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I I wonder, I just, it's, I just, it just bothers me that it's like, I mean, do we, (laughs) Star Wars is not highbrow acting ladies and gentlemen it's you know I love it but it's like when when I see these reaction videos and these you know podcasters say you know the cameos took me out of it and it's like I, I know I've said before that's my running thing and you know it took me out of the story if like you know but I don't get on you know the internet and complain about it so um have you seen the... You know, slightly off topic, but have you seen
2: the Seth Meyers day drinking uh, clips before?
0: Uh, I've seen Where, the one that he did with Rihanna. With, with Rihanna, okay. not uh, with yeah. Lizzo, though.
2: He did one with Lizzo, and it was just freaking adorable. Like, that's who she is. She's just, like, this mm-hmm. bundle of joy. And so, like, the character that we saw on screen was, like, a bundle of joy, and fawning over grogu and you know the whole thing just seemed like really sort of authentic to me um and so yeah you know like you know the the i don't like the maybe you don't like the story maybe you don't like that things are sort of light and frothy and the cameos and there's another cameo we haven't even touched on yet and we will um but like it's kind of it's kind of a silly episode and like, okay, it's okay to not like that. And to want to get more serious, but
0: I I will say she worked. I will say I, I was not bothered by Lizzo. Um, I was surprised that Jack black was not Jack blackish blackie. You know what I mean by that? It's just like, he wasn't, I was Jack black can be very over the top. He played the part to just the edge. Like, if he, he could have gone into Jack Black, you know...
1: Manic, yeah, the manic right. over he the top. Right, he could
0: have. But he, 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 it, I was surprised that we didn't get that. Um, and Christopher Lloyd is always going to be Jim from Taxi or Doc Brown to me. I mean, there's, you, I don't care if... Unavoidable. I don't care what he's in. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it was just like, cool, all right. And did we have mm-hmm. a problem when Flea was in you know the book of boba fett right oh. you know we're, or no it was, i'm sorry it's kenobi it was kenobi that he was in right. you know
2: and when bill burr was in
0: you know the Mandalorian, Mandalorian stuff and you know it's like come on so that's... i guess i guess i guess i think the three of us are, are we're cool with with cameos we're pro lizzo in particular but uh, let's just but let's just, i mean i agree but are you cool with the number of cameos because it is it does seem like you know either, hey, can you get me into the star I mean of course, can you get me into the Star Wars <laughs> thing or is it do we you know again, are you cool with the cameos? Does it bother you no yeah.
1: not at all uh, here, and this is one of the things that I think we as a fan base kind of get hung up on, we like to think that it's still our very own kind of a rebel, tiny thing on the side. Star Wars has been around for over 45 years. There's a whole generation of artists, musicians, directors, actors, who are dying to get in and be a part of it. Daniel Craig was a stormtrooper because he knew uh, J.J. Abrams, and he asked to be a stormtrooper just for the day. And they gave him one line or a couple of lines in The Force Awakens. No, Samuel Jackson asked George Lucas, hey, you got a role for me? I don't care. I could be like third guy, number seven from the back, and then that they got of Mace Windu. That's how this stuff works. because now you get into the second generation of creators or of artists who've grown up with Star Wars, and it's a part of their life, and they identify with it. So you want them to be a part of it. You want them to have the opportunity to go, would you like to be a part of Skeleton Crew or Ahsoka or The Mandalorian? And yeah, they're gonna turn up, and it's more on us, the fans. That I think we need to get hung up on the fact that oh, oh, no, no, Star Wars has to be this grim, dark thing. Like, well, no, it they, doesn't.
0: And again, I come back to, and I'll throw it to Dave here. I come back to it's like we, the old people like us, and and then the young people who have listened to us, it's like they want their Star Wars actors to be unknowns because that was the big thing in with Episode Four. But again, with I mean, there, I don't think there are any unknown actors anymore thanks to social media thanks to streaming services it's like you're not going to get an unknown cast nor are you going to get a studio anymore to not at least have you know so i i just think that's kind of silly um so dave
2: i i think when a person has uh enjoyment and genuine joy in the thing that they do it tends to come through in the work. Um, and, you know, so like on that basis alone, I would love to see people continue to be a part of Star Wars that want to be there. And she wanted to be there. I read an interview with her. She's just like... Her dad introduced I, I was just, her to I was just Star Wars. To, I was
0: just going to read what she posted on Instagram. It's it's exactly yeah. who you want to have be involved in this because
2: it was meaningful to
0: her. I, she wanted to do it. I said so, it back with Rogue One. Um, I said what's awesome about this era of Star Wars is that it's now being created and cared for by fans.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it, the the. The, um, yeah, it just, it, it's, and so I, I just think that's awesome because it's people who, you know, have this, you know, well, the directors who, you know, just left their, uh, or the writers who just left the project, you know, said if it can't be done right, maybe it shouldn't be done. You know what that means? I don't know, but it sounds like maybe, you know, they're asked to make some concessions. It's like, nah, you know, yeah, it, you know so um, and time will time will tell
2: if he was correct in you know his assessment of that situation but like uh he cared he obviously cared a great deal and i again i don't see that as a negative um i think like where if you want to get into a legitimate debate about this stuff it's like well, well does it serve the larger story And it's like well where is this season going what is the story that we're trying to tell here and uh, is
0: this episode helpful or harmful so, in that respect? So let's let's jump right into the episode right there, because I think, at, you know, at first, it, well, okay, I, I don't think we need to do a play-by-play of the whole episode. There was a couple main, main themes that were going on here. First of all, I, you know, I said CSI Mandalore. I mean, that's basically what this was, was, mm-hmm. um, I mean, down to going to the morgue, into, to a droid morgue. And having the science person, you know, analyze the, you know, the fluid taken from the super battle droid. Um, so, I th- I think this episode, there was a couple things they are getting through to us. One, it, it was still talking because we had this good cop, bad cop going on with Din and Bo-Katan. And I just loved the interaction between the two of them. Because Bo-Katan wanted to be more diplomatic she was kind of the good cop and din kept threatening droids and kicking droids and you know so we're we're still we're taking what the armorer said at the end of last week's episode that there are two ways there are two ways so you know so on this kind of macro level that's that's kind of what we're we're still emphasizing is that we're needing to bridge the gap Mm you know, between these two types of Mandalorians. That was, that was the first thing I saw. Mm -hmm. So we can, we can just take that for a second. I mean, um, it goes all the way through the episode because they're constant. They're not really at odds, but you know, it's like now it's my turn to do it now. No, this isn't working right. And then of course you get the big battle at the end, literally between Mandalorians, between Bo-Katan and what's his bucket, um, for control of the, you know, everything of everything. Um, so I don't know, what do, you, what do you guys think about that as one of the themes that was going on?
1: I think it was, I mean, number one, yeah, it's, it's, that's a very good observation that it's a, a reinforcement of what the armor suggested with Bo-Katan, the fact that the Mandalorians are not one group. They're walking different paths, and, you know, they need somebody who's able to walk all those different paths and bridge them together. And while we may have thought at the start of the season that would have been Din Djarin, it's intriguing that an interesting that it's Bo-Katan who's being tasked with doing that. They have good way of representing it. Of, they're never at a point where you go, they're at odds, both Bo-Katan and Din. Now, okay, you have this issue regarding this, pro- this, this problem, and I don't know necessarily that, you know, you may not have walked the same path that I did, but they're able to work together. And I think that that comes out really well uh, for both Bo-Katan as well as Din, that, you know, whether it's talking to the Augments, whether it's talking to the Droids, they're always that they know which way, when one can step forward, one has to step back.
2: Hey, you're talking about like accomplishing this specific goal of showing, um, you know, there are different paths and there are different strengths and weaknesses to each path. And like, like for Din as a character, we get to see like full display. This is this is a personal story for him. The Ugnots, he has that history, um, and he's able to communicate with them and offer the respect and the cultural sort of exchanges that uh, someone like Bo Katan wouldn't even begin to understand. Um, but then, on the other, the flip side of the coin, he has the blind spot when it comes to the droids. See, okay, uh, and he has these perceived biases and issues that that stem back to his. You know, his days as a foundling.
0: And here's my thing that I'm going to, again, I'm going to take issue with reaction video guy on YouTube who, this is one of his complaints was that, you know, I thought, aren't we past Din hating droids? And it's like, maybe it's like you go to therapy and it's like to, to hash out whatever, like, let's say, you were in an abusive relationship and you go to therapy for, you know, a couple years to work through that. And then you see that person you see. And and so maybe, maybe you've, you've developed a distrust in the, in the opposite sex or something like that. And then you finally work through those issues and you go on a few dates and all it's good. But then you see that specific person person and it triggers, you know? And so this person obviously has never had any PTSD at all. Because yes, Din has you know, he's worked with pit droids, he has R five D four, he likes IG eleven, but he see he hears Battle Droid and yeah. it's the adrenaline kicks and it's like he's he's hacked off, like you were talking about. You know, so again, that's so I just wish people would, would pause before they would you know, post their reaction videos. Um and, and just t- re- kind of think about that.
2: Yeah, it reads it makes well. Sense. Yeah, it's it's an intelligent reading of his situation. Um and like it's it's true to him. Uh, it's true to the story that we've seen so far and um I don't have any problem with that. And again like even like taking out the specificity of battle droids, taking that out of the equation altogether. Yeah, people relapse all the freaking time. <laughs> so you know, we're not perfect. People make mistakes. You know, there. It would be easy to fall back into a previously established bias or a previously, um, a previous fear. because um, this is a deep-seated thing for him. You know, you're a defenseless child faced with a battle droid trying to kill you. I don't
0: imagine that would be what? a necessarily easy thing to get over. Well, let's think about the you know think about Kane and Jarrus and how he reacted when he met Rex for the first time you know mm-hmm. so this is this is not a new path that we've you know that we're going down yeah, I appreciated I, that I did too and I
1: think yeah and I think it's just it's a good reminder that was while well, Din has grown and adapted that he's still there's a lot of stuff in this background we haven't gotten into. That image that we have of the super battle droid attacking him and his family in Concordia is the only image we got of him as a child, of him losing his family. We have, still have no idea where he went from there. We have no idea what kind of uh, difficulties he had to deal with in the aftermath. So, you know, how did he come to join a Mandalorian covert? How did he take the Creed, etc. All this is still unknown. So it's stuff that at some point we're going to have to go back and get into
0: so I will uh, let now let's uh, take a step to the side here a second. I will bet first of all the the battle droid and the super battle droids looked awesome, but I would bet dollars to donuts that they used one of the Boston Electronics droids robots. You've seen the ones that do parkour mm-hmm. all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean th- this super battle droid those, you know, Britt mentioned it as we were watching. I didn't even think about it last night, but she's like that looks like a Boston Electronics robot. And I was like it does um and you know we've seen their spot in was it in uh, the was it in the mandalorian or was it book of boba fett one of the two we've seen boston electronics you know in there so i would be i wouldn't be a bit surprised if uh, ilm didn't use uh, that as like kind of a motion capture type thing and then animate over the top of it um while a... we're on the t- while we're on the topic of droids
2: too I want to say that his c- the scene involving him hitting the droids as they move past him I feel like there's some subtext there that, that goes beyond just him trying to get a reaction and find the culprit um I, I think there was some catharsis maybe Maybe for him in punching
0: the way i read that was it was a continuation of bo katan wanting to you know talk and din just going quit wasting time let's Mm -hmm. you know let's poke a bear until it swipes at us so yeah i bet but the symbolism definitely is there um Mm -hmm. and to that point though maybe this dovetail this works together because that was one of the other big themes that i think that was going on in this episode was i think we were getting a lesson on ai Mm. chat gpt you know artificial intelligence you know all the you know there was actually a study that came out uh, a couple weeks ago that says iqs are lowering and the person on the on the talking box in front of me said it's because of phones you know it's like but because we have so and you know christopher lloyd's character says as much is that the glories of of you know of technology that we have is that it's not going to take me you know 4 hours to find the thing that I'm looking for I can find it in 4 seconds which gives me more time to process it but at this Brittany and I were actually talking about this last week but the other side of that sword is that there's a discipline and a brain exercise in trying to figure out where to go look for and Siphoning through different books until you find the study that you're looking for, so, and I mean that's one of the major uh, units that um, the AP English curriculum talks about is AI because Frankenstein, that's the the novel they use for for that, um, but it was just really interesting to put it from the droids' perspective that you know well and well Christopher Lloyd first of all he was saying that you know if we lose the droids, society's going to crumble. I was like, well, there's, you know, if you took away everybody's phones right now, would we, you know, what would, what would, we, we would, we would panic. Um, but then on the flip side, it's like the droids are saying the organics aren't going to want to use us anymore. We're going to be replaced. So the argument that we have in the real world is we're replacing humans with machines in star Wars. The machines are worried about being replaced by, Humans.
1: Yeah, no, and there's there's a it's a very interesting discussion there regarding the symbiotic as well as the parasitic nature of the relationship between the droids on lesson fifteen, I believe. I I even talked about the nanobots. Like,
0: yeah, they the, parasitic. You're right.
1: Yeah, the yeah the 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 way that the humans, by the way, that planet just, I kept thinking, Jack Black had pronounced it like, like I almost want to say Pleasure 15, I'm like, yes, yes, you're having fun. <laughs> but, uh, but Disney yeah, no, world. Epcot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's very much uh, an interesting uh, debate and an interesting idea that Star Wars is bringing in this episode, that the dependence, the codependence that's formed within this society between a human species that is just having a good time they're enjoying themselves they're pursuing the arts they're pursuing uh their studies they're having their fun and a robot society that's undergirding it all by doing taking care of all the hard work and it gets to it gets to some way some of both the hopes and dreams of where technology might take us but also some of the fears about if you take it too far you end up with wally's ship you know well
0: my my (laughs) big. I mean, again, okay. So, Aaron, get off my lawn, old man, type of thing. The the very first, well, okay. So let me let me take you back. First of all, this was in 2011 when I uh, became a Google certified teacher, and we got to go to a Google office, and we were um, getting we we're having a presentation from the head of Google Docs, uh, or one of the one of the leads on Google Docs, and he was showing this new feature that google docs had that they're working on it's now been kind of but it was like he showed he said here check this out And he's in a google doc and it's like george washington was born in and the google doc finished the answer now we're seeing part of that now but it was like george washington was born in and then the doc finished it for him and everybody all these teachers in the room went "Ooh, ooh." It was like cool and then, oh crap. So, when I first saw the Boston Electronics droid or robots, you know, on YouTube, I was like, that is so cool. You put a gun in that thing's hand and you have mm-hmm. a literal terminator. And now we're developing technology, like I said, Chat GPT. We're developing. So, there's this, F, I, I think there's this ethical conversation that needs to happen that i and i i really do think that john favreau was being heavy-handed with this saying that we need to decide just because we can well it's the jurassic park thing just because we can doesn't mean we should or what limitations do you put on ai you know i will tell you as a technical writer chat gpt scares the hell out of me Because all you have to say is, you know, write an article on this in our style guides voice and it barfs out what you need. And I'm sitting there going, I could be replaced easily. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, so I think the people like when Dave, when you said earlier, does this episode push along the overall Mandalorian story a little bit? but I think there was something else that John Favreau was trying to get across.
2: Yeah. And I, I think like, um, this is the, this is sort of the push and pull of any, uh, narrative that were, that were you encounter with, if it's serialized in this manner, it's like, okay, how are, are we get from point A to point B, but also what are sort of the micro stories that we're telling along the way? And those can be equally as important. And I think um, I, I brought it up the other day and, and I still hear some of this chatter online, which is as the Mandalorian fundamentally shifted as a series because it was Space Western. And, when, and then it quickly veered into Lone Wolf and Cub, but it basically stayed Space Western and now we're in full on Mandalorian space opera Dave Filoni land um and you know it's it's a different show than it was i i think that it's morphed in a way that it needed to um i would say that the the mere the mere fact that again i go back to this title thing each episode title has like Added meaning or double meanings in some cases sometimes triple meanings but it always has a resonance to it and then i circle back to the title of the show the mandalorian i think it needs to mean more than just we're talking about a guy um it's it's about a culture it's about a people and and like, where does that culture and people need to go in and, and like within this, the larger sense of this thing, they're fragmented, they're struggling, they're spread across the galaxy. But how are they going to come together and how are they going to thrive? And you can't tell that story necessarily through just the perspective of in
0: he's much not like plugged tremendous. in enough.
2: Yeah, well, he's not plugged in enough. He's mm-hmm. just not. So you can't do it strictly through him. And so like this is where it becomes like almost critical that you, you begin to tell the story of bo um and some of these other characters and 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 like how are they going to interact and how are they gonna reform their society? And I, I think those stakes we we talked about how when Mandalorian started, part of the reason that it worked as well as it did is that the stakes were really low. And they've just sort of been building and building and building and building, and now the future of an entire society, basically, is sort of on hanging in the balance in, in almost every episode. And I think, like, I think that 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 position that we're in right now, I think that was earned um, over time and and like we we invested in the characters and they gradually introduced more characters and different stories along the way and we finally get to a point where we're 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 in okay we're into this story and now they're really sort of like ramping up these stakes and i think again i welcome it i think that it's it's supremely entertaining i'm really invested in what happens here
0: um but I also understand that, like, not everybody's going to feel that way. Yeah. Well, and that so, l- let's take a let's let's take a thirty second break here and talk about one of my tongue and cheek things here, um, before I get into um, before we before I talk about another topic. But I, I I wrote on our agenda, is Grogu necessary anymore? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I love me some Baby Yoda. But he was—he hasn't been doing anything. I mean, and that's not a criticism, you know, because I've enjoyed watching the Bo-Katan story, you know. It, but was was Grogu the the metaphorical you know candy to get us in the van, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think I think it was. But because now all anybody needs, they just need their little Grogu fix. And him, you know, helping Lizzo cheat at, you know, Star Wars bocce ball, you know, was awesome. Um, But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's like we've 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 developed to the point where we really don't need Grogu on every episode.
1: No, and I think that's it's an interesting aspect because. On the one hand, what does it do for the story element? I mean, because the whole the whole story kind of began with Din on his lonesome, by himself, not really a part of his covert, not really embraced by anybody. He was out on his own and then he found Grogu and that set him on this path where, you know, he has changed not just within himself, but he's changed the galaxy. And now he can think of finding ways to help his people better themselves. I mean, he's gone on an epic journey you kind of wonder okay he's still very much defined by his relationship with Grogu he's dad to Grogu's uh to Grogu but at what point does that be something that we're just paying you know lip service to until they get to the next big story although we do know that maybe they're just putting Grogu in the background because we know there's people after him still
0: yeah so uh
2: it's it's we talked about this for like briefly on a previous episode too like which is like not only is what is it about him that we can learn in, in in terms of his journey grogu's i was like we we know kind of where he fits in for Din. And, and, like, Den is the dad and the responsible person, and he has to learn uh, about those roles and, and growing into them, etc. It's like, well, what about Grogu and his path? And like we, we said, like, he was introduced as this cute thing. Um, you know, let's get the audience invested in the cute little baby Yoda. And then they sort of painted themselves into this place of, well, now he's on the path of Din, rather than the jedi path uh or any other path and where's that gonna go like they gave us a little bit of ta- a little taste of that and i'm sure they'll still sprinkle some of that in as we go forward but it's an interesting place for them to be in which is like you said is he necessary to the main story at this point and so, eh, i don't know
0: um so and it's okay so I will say you know that the people again who complain on the internet's um, I I will cut them some slack on this one and I kind of agree with it is that due to all this other stuff that's going on chasing down rogue battle droids and going to the droid ver, you know droid bar and stuff like this which by the way that was cool flip on its head from a new hope you know when to you know, humans walk into a bar and all the droids stop and like, you know, but it, it, we spent all this time and then we get a about a minute, 30 second fight between Bo-Katan and what's his bucket. And then she's got what? the dark. Yeah. Then, then she's got the dark saber and it turns mm-hmm. out that she gets the dark saber because, and I think we may have talked about it, you know, it's that because it was the whole Harry Potter, you know, loophole where yeah, mm-hmm. because the the weird creature from Mandalore disarmed Din and then Bo-Katan um... beat that creature. So thereby the transitive property, she gets the Darksaber. And it's like, all right, cool. So like I said, we spend all this time on the other stuff and then we just like hurry up some of the storyline that we're really invested in, which, you know, that whole, it, it seems like we came to our we came to a conclusion and we all we're all buddy buddy after like a like about a 30 second fight and just because okay she's got the, the dark saber so we all stand at attention and we'll follow her so How are we
1: and I, and I guess that's the one thing but, i'll push back on uh,
0: but the, you're, you're talking no. about did we get i'm saying that, that they really did put a bow on it quickly after spending mm-hmm. 40 minutes of the rest of the episode on a bunch of other yeah. stuff where I would because have pro- rather seen bo at odds with the privateers for at least half the episode.
1: Uh, I will say, I mean, I kind of get where you're coming from, but I'll also say, given that we know how the story's coming, but it's right, we knew that at some point bo would have to fight Axe, uh, that's the name of the other guy, uh, for control of the Mandalorian uh, privateers, the night owls that she was leading, who left her behind. We knew they were going to have to fight, we knew that Bo-Katan had to win, we knew that she was going to be, you know, that's the only way you're going to bring this group of Mandalorians back to the Children of the Watch. The conflict there is not whether or not Bo-Katan can bring them. The conflict is, how is this group of Mandalorians going to mess with this group of Mandalorians? Because if you remember, when they first met Din Djarin, his reaction to them taking their helmets was not nice I, and their reaction to him was oh he's one of the little cult psycho kids you know who've been living on the fringes i agree with That's you 100 i don't be. i
0: i agree with you 100 i that that those are all things that yes we had to get to but my my question is again if we can and i'm not going to talk about filler episodes but mm-hmm. is you know it's i think it is a fair critique of this series to say that it is it is not the best written series that i mean it's like we i mean it's they there's a lot of hurry up and wait or or wait and hurry up you know like i said where it's like or i think there's some fat that could be trimmed and things like that i'm just saying i'll give them i'll I'll give them a little bit of a listen when they complain about that because it's like you know um
1: My, my question is this would you rather have all the fun that we had at Star Wars Land running the droids, hanging out with Jack Black and Lizzo, seeing old man Christopher Lloyd rail as a separatist, or do you want to deal with another episode of Mandalorians grunting at one another I, about the honestly, code I want, and I want the watch. Mandalorian
0: stuff. I, I, I... See,
1: my thing is we just got two episodes of that back-to-back with them stuck in that lovely little planet in Which the middle of nowhere my shooting, is that... shooting at nothing.
0: They, it's they, like i'm just saying i don't think that the writing is very well designed but we don't have to we don't have to like beat each other up over that but I, it just seemed like the end of this was it, they, it could have been a little bit more of the episode than what it was you know how instead of just coming on to the camp getting into a fight then oh yeah by the way this is yours because of the technicality and then okay and I know we've only got, what, two, three episodes left? Two? So it had to be done. But, you know, I don't know.
2: A little disjointed in a Book of Boba Fett kind of way. Yeah. Um, you know. A little, um, But I, I like the, the thing in the notes, which was, can Star Wars fans deal with fun, laid-back episodes anymore? I don't know. I don't know well i mean we're sitting
0: here debating like is this everything needs to be andor but does everything need to be andor but here's the thing is that it's i I mean again i agree with i agree with you but it's like i feel like we're on borrowed time it's like another season is not guaranteed you know it's i mean it's it, a lot of things could happen between here and there no matter what announcements have been made, but it's like, and because we have a season that goes only so far, it's like when you, it's like you want, I don't know. I, I, I just think it feels like we're on borrowed time and to be playing CSI, um, Mandalore. Well, yes, it was a fun episode. I enjoyed the episode but it gives me a little anxiety. It's like I've talked about all the other things we've watched. It's like, like on the Marvel ones, that's the more, that's the problem with the Marvel series is that, you know, on the, on Disney plus is that it seems like we drag our heels. And then all of a sudden the last episode is the fight, you know,
1: let me, let me just put it to you this way. If this episode was animated, would it not feel right at home in the middle of Clone
0: Wars? I don't, I don't, I don't doubt you, but a Clone Wars series, you know, season has 20 gazillion episodes. So this would have been a three episode arc. And and that's my, that's my thing though, is that it, they, they, you know, I I guess we're, and maybe it's just the, the, you know, when I look at live action, it's like you have a movie, it's going to be two and a half hours long. You have to trim fat and make things move faster. Otherwise people, you know, to move the story along and, you know. It, but it, it and it just seems like okay, hey, we've got twelve episodes in a in a season or whatever, so yeah, we can do these things. But it's like, is that the best place to spend your allowance? I think this is a I'll whole up. another episode to talk mm-hmm. about this. Um, that last bullet point, but yeah, go ahead.
1: No, I was just gonna say to use that phrase to trim the fat. You know what happens when you trim too much fat? You get a really tasteless meal. There's a reason you keep some of that fat when you go to the nice steakhouse. I didn't
0: say trim all the fat, but I'm, I'm, it's, it's kind but of like you can go back to some Rebels episodes where it's like, you know, the, we spent, you know, 25 minutes on an episode just so we can have a character in the last episode, you know. You and like and the pur- it like ends, the up, ends up being not a fun episode, but a boring episode. So You mean
1: like the Burgle?
0: yeah maybe the
1: Purgle everybody hated the Purgle episodes when they came out and now you see a, just a, a moment of them in the mandalorian and everybody's like oh my god Purgle, Purgle. it's like huh? yeah and you got them in an episode that everybody hated
2: can you like that's a fair thing to bring up though because we saw the Purgle in live action and we haven't
0: we haven't but dealt with we any need, did we need an entire and did did we need an entire rebels episode about Purgle or did we just need a five minute scene where somebody it's kind of like when uh what's his bucket and rebels gives the history of the first mandalorian jedi in an animatic and it's like okay cool satisfied i know where the dark saber came from good you know it we didn't need an entire episode on the backstory of tar so again i so i think maybe this is we're we're gunning up on time here. Yeah. I think we need to. I think this is a great episode, though, for us to do at some point is to talk about that. I don't disagree with you guys at all, but it seems like also that you're just you know, kind of. I, I don't I don't know if you're you're seeing. I I don't know. It just it. it... Oh, no, no. I
1: no not know. I get your point, and I get where the criticism's coming from. The idea of wait a minute, we only have eight episodes. Why are we spending ninety percent of this on? something that's really not going to be as impactful, we think, to the overall storyline, because we don't know. Again, mm-hmm. we think that the big, that the important point is made in the last 10 minutes when Boca tens finally standing with the dark in hand, surrounded by Mandalorians as a leader. We don't know if, it, you know, you're right, there is some criticism to that. I just... I don't want it to just be point A to point B to point C storytelling. That is the most boring storytelling. You have to take diversions. Somebody made a good point that this is kind of like a side quest. Okay, fine. Sometimes you have to do the side quest episodes where you go on it and you get to explore a little bit of the galaxy. If we're just going to be very uh, story driven, where just the characters go from point to point, it's not going to be fun.
2: Can you do this side quest in an interesting way that tells us more about those characters, right? And we talked about this episode that did those things. Uh, we learned, we, we we revisited his bias against droids. We revisited his history with the Ugnats, And I think, like, he sort of maybe gained a little more insight to his character and a little more insight into Bo-Katan's character at the same time. Um, I really like this episode a lot. And I think, like, I wanted to say very briefly the frog people at the fricking table,
1: <laughs> like frog lady. Yeah.
2: frog lady. I'm like, like hooping, hollering at the screen. Cause like that is intentional people like, Oh, okay. We're telling you right off the bat. You didn't like the frog lady episode. Guess what you're getting. Guess what you're getting this week. And so like, I know that's, as per- I know that's an intentional dig and it's like, not saying like fans you suck but more like fans we this is part of it this is part of it this is part of the storytelling process we're going to have to tell some of these stories that maybe aren't as like action oriented or fast-paced or what have you we're,
0: we need to get to the bottom of these characters and this is a way to do so and and please don't get me wrong i didn't I did not I enjoyed this episode. Yeah. I yeah, thought absolutely. it was fun. I'm just saying I it's it's kind of like if you go to a concert, imagine if you went to a U2 concert and they said, "You know what? We're not going to play any of the hits." You know what I mean? Well, now great Fredo, but let's say you're a big U2 fan, but it's like I want to hear Sunday Bloody Sunday or what if, you know, I want to hear in the name of love, and you're I'm I'm stuck listening to you know other stuff. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying that I think that that it's there's the Apple playlist. Well, you know, it, yeah, <laughs> so, the Apple album that everyone delete or tried to delete. So before we sign off, from the English teacher, by the way, it was funny because um, when we talk about the the Droid drink uh Nepenthe, you know where that's from? It's from the Raven. So then, methought the air grew denser, perfumed from the unseen censer swung by seraphim whose footfalls tinkled on the turf uh, floor. Pardon me, I don't have my glasses on. Wretch, I cried, thy God hath blessed thee, thy angels he hath sent thee respite, respite, and Nepenthe from thy memories of Lenore. Quaff, O oh, quaff this kind Nepenthe, and forget this lost Lenore. It's basically a drink full of opium that makes him forget about Lenore. So yeah, it's,
1: uh, it's from Greek, it's from Greek myth. It's a drug for forgetfulness.
0: So, so yeah. um, So anyway, like I said, I, I, I do, I, I'm just, my, my thesis is that I think if there is one thing that, you know, John Favreau could do it's to, you know, and, and Dave Filoni, is to tighten up the storytelling because you don't have 22 episodes in a season. So, yeah. otherwise, I, I I dug it. I did. I also smiled when we when I saw Frog Lady. So, as much as I hated that episode, I, I smiled when I saw Frog. You're gonna Lady. get
1: one per season. You just gotta make your peace uh, with your and fluffy lord. You're gonna make. Well, you're gonna get one episode per season. You're gonna be like, is this what we needed? this was this week this
0: season so we shall see we shall see um so anyway let us know what you thought of this episode we've got two left be interesting to see where we go um i think it's going to be the hatfields and the mccoys you know next week a little bit um but who knows it might be frog lady all over again we don't know so
1: we're still we're still waiting to see uh, the return of certain somebody who's out
0: there oh by the way dave you said there was another cameo we missed Oh, I was talking about Frog Lady. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> most important one. Clearly. Clearly the most important one. Right on. Well, until next week, we will say who that? Who And everybody have a great week.
1: My country.